Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. time for another episode of Tennis Channel Inside In on the Tennis Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mitch Michaels, and this is the show that takes you inside the world of tennis and behind the scenes of the game you know and love with the people that make it happen and give the sport life. Well, today's show is going to be a special one because I'm talking to none other than the number 18th ranked tennis player in the world, Poland, Hubert, Hubie, Herkosh, a very nice guy and a guy with a lot to say. He talks about his upbringing, coming from a country that isn't exactly known for tennis in Poland, putting them on the map, how he was able to steadily improve, sharing the court with Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic, winning his three titles, including two this year, none bigger than the Miami Masters this past March, winning five matches as an underdog. We also talk about his interests, what he hopes to accomplish this year, and his place in the Polish athlete resurgence and renaissance that we're seeing this year. It's Poland's Hubert Hubie Herkosh on Tennis Channel Inside In, and it starts right now. Welcome to Tennis Channel Inside In. Our next guest has unquestionably, unquestionably become one of the rising stars in the ATP Tour. At just 24 years of age, he's won three titles, fought his way to the Miami Masters 1000 title this past March and established himself as the uh, tweener expert in the game of tennis. Joining us now, all the way from Poland, it's the Miami champion, Poland's own, Hubert Herkosh. Mm. Hubie, thanks for joining the show. <laughs> no, thanks for having me here. A lot to talk about with you, and, and I'm not I'm not sugarcoating it at all. You've been uh, one of the rising stars in tennis uh, the last couple of years, so props for that. Uh, but just an aside, I remember I remember the first time that I was captivated by your game, and I think you took everybody by storm. There was a, a maybe a little no match to many, but it was it was an Eastbourne in 2019. You were playing Taylor Fritz. I don't know if you remember that <laughs> match, but we had it on uh, at work. Yeah, yeah we I were did, covering I did. it. And uh, you were diving all over the lawn, basically. You were like kind of a maniac out there uh, playing a very exciting <laughs> brand of tennis. But I wanted to start there because uh, the way you play the game, I think, uh, has made a lot of people fans. Yeah, I mean, that was uh, that was fun. I mean, I love playing on, uh, on grass because I always like kind of when I was younger, I was like, imagine myself like diving, getting to the balls. And obviously with the grass being a bit softer than other surfaces, it's uh, you can you can actually like try to do that and do without like injuring yourself yeah. a lot so so i always been like fan of fan of the surface it was exciting and i think it taught the world a little bit about not just the quality of your game but how you play in particularly uh first off though hubie gotta ask how are you feeling after uh, madrid unfortunately had to retire in that match against musetti how's it going how's the health as we get ready for the big uh, clay court push and then followed by wimbledon yeah, so right now, right, right now, I'm I'm way better. So I, I've I've fully recovered now. I'll just try to to start practicing step by step. So so I needed to take some time 
some time off uh, and and uh, just just to be healthy and uh, and get ready to to be able to compete 100% because because uh, here on tour if you if you can't do that then uh, and all the players are are so good that uh, even if you cannot perform on on 80% 85 you're just not going to be able to win matches you always got to consider your health first and foremost. Uh, going back to the story of, of Hubie Hirkash and starting on how you got involved in tennis, I think it's safe to say in a way that you come from Polish uh, tennis royalty. Your mother, Zofia, was the top-ranked junior. You mentioned your grandfather and your, your uncles playing. Your grandfather was actually a volleyball player. Was it just, yes. was it just following in your mom's footsteps that got you involved in tennis? Because it sounds like you had a lot of sporting options to pick from. Yeah, so kind of like my parents uh, used to like play tennis together. My mom was still teaching my dad, and I was like kind of just like uh, there and like trying to to hit the ball to the fence, and obviously interrupting my parents, and just kind of like that's how it started. I'm just curious. You mentioned in your bio that you like basketball. You even like motor racing. Uh, was everybody else tall, or was it just you? Because motor racing at your height might be a little difficult. Yeah, that that yeah, that might be t- that might be tough. Obviously, I I didn't do that, but like I always enjoy like some motorsports and and cars. So I enjoy that stuff. Well, what was it like you be growing up in Poland uh, as a tennis player and just as a, as a you know a fan of the game in general? Who was it like? Like who did you look up to as your tennis idols? And I know some of them might still be playing, but what was it like as a tennis player as a kid growing up in Poland? Yeah, obviously, like being from Poland, there weren't like many top players before and and uh, during the time that I was I was growing. Obviously, there was Agnieszka Radwańska who had uh, amazing his success and uh, that was like really inspiring. I mean, she got to the number two in the world. She was in the finals of Grand Slam, so so that was that was very big for for Polish tennis. But uh, uh, I had a chance couple of times to to practice with Michael Przysiężny who got into around 57 uh, in the world so yeah. so he was from my city so I was able as, as I was a teenager to, to maybe practice with him a couple of times so that was a great experience also for me to to have someone that that is top 100 and that can play really great tennis to 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 look up to a bit Certainly makes sense. Um, you know, a lot of players from your similar upbringing, Hubie, kind of get burned out. They they might realize how tough it is and, and the, the struggles and the challenges of the sport, and they don't take it as far as they might be able to. In your perspective, from your perspective, Hubie, what got you, what kept you engaged? What kept you going and, and not, you know, tapping out, so to speak, when uh, the going got tough? Yeah, I just, I just always, like, wanted to be better. Obviously, there were some uh, some tough moments, but I just like after some time, I was I was always kind of getting through them, and I was always looking looking forward, trying to to get higher and higher in in juniors, and uh, and then starting to to play a little bit of futures challengers. So I was just always believing in myself that uh, that my game is. Uh, good enough that will be good enough to to compete on a on a higher level with your with your mom coaching you too i mean it had to help like there's probably some tense moments at times but it had to help that you had an expert 
that could just tell you. I mean, she was she, like, she, she wasn't coaching me, yeah. but like, uh, obviously, like at home, being at home, like they were, they were always supporting me and uh, and just like uh, being there, traveling with me to the tournaments and uh, obviously driving me to the to the to the lessons and uh, to, to do the fitness, to the tennis, and and they were just there. I mean, sometimes when I needed to talk to them, they 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 helped me a lot. So 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 I had the huge support from my family that that that, that helped a lot. Yeah, I would imagine that would help, and and your love for the game got you through the moments when you first got on tour, right? Because you're 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 having to grind. Like not many players can just waltz right into the main draw. You had to go play challengers you had to play qualifying events it's not easy and if you don't have that commitment that just love for the sport it's probably not going to work yes i mean it's uh, it's it's not easy i mean you you climb up the rankings you you become like top 200 player then obviously like you wanna you wanna like go higher like you you start to play some qualifying for the tour events and uh, still the level is super high there and like each match is very challenging to to get into that uh, finally you get into that main draw and you like play first round against uh, against like top 50 top 60 player who has so much experience there so you really need to get that experience and uh, and somehow like wiggle your way through it and then to it and just yeah. always like uh stay positive and yeah. like committed to, to the plan that you have yeah it's like if you were to uh you know make a quarterfinal of indian wells and then have to play novak Djokovic at the french open <laughs> in wimbledon and <laughs> early as, <laughs> as you know all too well uh i i do know is i do want to ask you as well hubie how long it's been since you've been aware of the fact that you i know you've admitted this but that you close your eyes when you hit the ball has that been a lifelong thing I mean, like, uh, I'm aware of it, like, <laughs> since probably, like, many years, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's always what's, what's happening. So it's a bit annoying. Like, if you, if you wanna, if you wanna post a picture, like, from your match and, like, all of the pictures are with you in, in closed eyes. So that's, <laughs> that's a bit frustrating. But no, just, uh, just joking. But, uh, yeah, I've been aware of that. So, yeah, hopefully I have a good feel because if I have, bad field then it's then stuff with closed eyes <laughs> it's been working so i you can't quit now you're too far invested into it and the results have been yeah. there uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah i think it's natural so like i don't think about it introducing coco golf's signature shoe more than just a tennis shoe it's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette it's designed to enhance speed and power on the court the multi-piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out the coco cg1 empowers you to dominate the game learn more and purchase the coco cg1 at newbalance.com you be her cox here on uh Tennis Channel Inside In, and uh, 2019 was really the big breakthrough. I mentioned it prior, but the Indian Wells run where you get to the quarterfinals. And there's runs in tournaments, Hubie, but who you beat, Kani Shikori, Dennis Shapovalov, to get to that quarterfinal. Was that a consistency factor? Was that something that you kind of were looking for, like to prove to yourself that, hey, I can beat top players and go back-to-back because – we see runs in tennis tournaments from unknown, so to say, all the time. But what you did, beating two of the top players, had to prove at least in a sense that you had the consistent game to keep this going. 
Yeah, I mean, actually, like the Indian Wells, there was like my first tournament with with Craig Boyton, with with the coach that I'm working uh, working with now, and uh, that was also like uh, a factor, like some kind of like positive uh, positive impulse, something that uh, I'm, I was like super pumped to to be able like to to work with Craig uh, with with his experience and uh, and him sitting on the on the side of the course so that was that was something that was i think giving me something yeah. extra as well yeah he craig boyton actually compared you to uh, andy murray now <laughs> i know that had to feel pretty good to be compared to uh one of the uh, pillars in the sport yeah i mean andy's uh, unbelievable player like what he has achieved in the sport and uh, like so many tournaments won and obviously his game silent uh, so that's that's uh, really really nice uh, to be compared to such a such a great uh, great style of this sport well i know indian wells in 2019 ended with the loss in the quarterfinals but you lost to roger Federer, and that was the guy you said that if you could change places with any tennis player for a day you said roger and I, I just got to wonder, as a kid growing up in Poland, and you probably were familiar with him at a, as a young age, what was it like to be on the court, sharing the court with Roger Federer? Yeah, that was that was something special. I mean, uh, after like uh, such a, I mean, long uh, time, like as a, as a tennis player, as a junior, and then trying to to get through to the main tour, then you play Roger on the on the center court, the quarterfinal of India was so that was something something really special. And I mean, like obviously, like his his game is really amazing. The the stuff that he does, he can do on the court, and and the way he competes, and and also the the level of success that he had is really amazing. So that was something special to to play against him then. You gave him a match, too. It was uh, competitive. He just came through in a couple key moments, key points. By this point in 2019, you're still relatively young, and you're working your way up the ranks. But that next push, and I talk to tennis players about this all the time, you were getting on the verge of being in that top 32 and being seated. Now, the flip side of that is at, at the French Open at Wimbledon, you, you weren't. You ran into Djokovic early. But how important was that step for you to – to make that push to get seated so that you don't have to worry about playing some of these top players early in Grand Slams. Yeah, I think that's uh, obviously as a player, like you want to improve your game, but climbing in the rankings is always nice. Uh, you're like uh, higher seated in a smaller tournaments and uh, you possibly can get a better draw. So so if you play a good tennis, you, you can like achieve better results and uh, and have like a bit tougher matches in the future rounds of tournaments. So obviously, obviously like uh, the rankings is kind of, you see where, where your game's at when you're where your game says so so i mean it's, it's big if you if you improve it in it you know you did take a set off no novak at wimbledon and uh i mean he's just obviously incredible but from someone who's been out in the court with him what's the hardest part about playing a guy like that i mean novak's just just super tough to to play because he's just on it throughout the the whole match uh, he's not gonna give you not gonna give you anything you you have to fight for every single point so like the the level of focus and uh and like how good your game has to be consistent for like uh basically the whole period of match that's something that 
that's really that's really tough and for most of the players that's just like too hard <laughs> so yeah. like, i mean so he's but like he's amazing like he's amazing competitor and uh, the way he plays he fights on the court is really really impressive and uh, and you can really look up to him so so i mean playing him uh, quite tight tight match especially in those those two sets uh, give gives you confidence and also motivation to to work even harder to to get better you were right there i mean not many guys can say that especially that year at wimbledon uh speaking of which is that hubie is that your favorite tournament like wimbledon playing there is that what you would consider your favorite place to play i mean i i love grass i mean there are there are so many things about like uh, tournaments as well, like like Indian Wells, Miami. I really enjoy playing in the uh, in states. So it's uh, but like playing on grass, Wimbledon. It's, it's something special. Like each Grand Slam has uh, has some something something unique, something about uh, about the atmosphere. There is it's a little bit different anywhere else. Uh, so it's really hard to compare the the grand slams which one is the best but uh, obviously being on on grass it's it's very special well the way you describe your own game and how much fun you enjoy playing out on grass i think it's pretty clear that there's going to be you know developments in your game and that success can be had there uh he i mentioned in 2019 was kind of when you came out of the tennis scene you won your first title at winston-salem uh beating benoit pair becoming just the second Polish man ever, first since 1982, to win a title. And I got to imagine that that had to feel as good as you dreamed about it, right? To lift your first trophy on the ATP Tour had to be a dream come true. Yeah, that was that was definitely a dream come true. So, like, as you have mentioned, not many not many people from, from Poland did it. So, so that was something extra special as well. But, but yeah, obviously... If you win an ATP title, then it's like okay, like I done it. I I won the tournament, so yeah. So it's like super, super happy, super pumped, and uh, yeah, looking like towards the future, like for the for the next goals, because that was that was one of the goals that like you always want to achieve as a tennis player to to win the ATP title. I don't know if you realize this too, but you're kind of part of a Polish sports renaissance going on right now with uh, Iga Sviantek, who is the French Open champion, just won in Madrid. You have uh, the UFC light heavyweight champion, Jan Bohowitz. I mean, this is, you're in, and you're firmly in the mix of this too. So it's kind of a renaissance with the uh, Polish athletes. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, uh, Polish sport is, is, is doing better and, uh, and better. So I mean, I'm super happy that. Uh, for the for the support that 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 we get as a tennis players and and, and the Iga what what she has done it's it's really unbelievable it's inspiring for the for the whole country I think the I mean she won the French Open in uh, in amazing style and now she she won her another another title another very big title so it's uh, super happy for her and and for the for the polish people that they, they have really someone to to cheer for in the, the big stages of big tournaments there is something about yeah i, I group you guys together you polish athletes ego and, and yourself like you're, you're nice you're soft-spoken have this silent assassin moniker but when you get on the court i mean you guys are just killers like ego that performance <laughs> at madrid and at the french open last year it's like wow this is this is an assassin out here 
yeah, I mean, like she she really has something in in her to to be able to win those big matches. Uh, yeah, obviously, I'm I'm trying to 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 win some some matches as well, and then trying to I mean to really I really love competing and enjoy competing, and uh, it's really something that that gets me going playing in the tournaments in the big stages of tournament that's uh, that's something that i love to do yeah your coach also mentioned how ultra competitive you are not to let the niceness fool everybody <laughs> um and apologies here i'm gonna butcher i'm gonna butcher the name but the last guy to win the polish tournament uh wotek uh, feedback i think it is uh, in 1982 he actually yes. said he actually said that uh, in regards to your success too, that the whole of Poland is living your adventure, and made me think about the fact that at the ATP Cup, all the Polish pride at Delray when you won that title this year, there was limited capacity, but there were still Polish fans there. I know you're a prideful guy in your in your homeland and your country, mm-hmm. but what does it make you feel to hear that about a, another Polish legend and to know that you have the support of your whole country? No, it's really very special that uh, basically anywhere you go in the world there are some Polish people with the flags cheering for you supporting you in Australia like you go to US uh, Europe obviously it's, it's so nice and it's uh, very happy to, to, to be Polish and obviously hearing it from, from Wojtek with uh, amazing success on on tour he's won many titles and uh, he really he was really super knowledgeable about the game so it's, uh, so it's great that uh, that he also like supports me and and and, and uh, yeah you be Hirkash on the Tennis Channel Inside In podcast. And uh, it's great to hear that you have the respect and the perspective of having the support of the legends in your home country. In a little bit of a transition here, I just have to ask bluntly, why do you enjoy playing in Florida so much? You're like undefeated this year, playing in the state of Florida. I mean, I don't know. I just, last year I spent like over five months there in Florida and I was like practicing there so, so much and we're doing a lot of stuff with with my coach Greg there, and just uh, I don't know, just I guess it helped for this year. Well, it did, and Delray is one thing for sure. The UTR events got you in, in rhythm too, but mm-hmm. that Miami Masters run—I mean, th- there's no underselling it because you beat Shapovalov, Milos Raonic, Sitsipas, Rublev, Sinner, five matches where you were. The underdog as well. So to your loyal fans out there, you I think you made them a lot of money as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. No, like yeah, I was underdog like in most of uh, I mean all of my matches there probably like but but one with in the first round with with Dennis Kudla. So that was uh, I mean like to be able to to win every single match of those I was I was uh, trying like to mentally to 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 fight all those uh, all those guys i went through like a lot there like to be able to to compete on that level and uh, yeah that shows me also like uh, that that those things are are possible and super happy about what uh, what happened there in that run Hubie, did you feel like it was all coming together? Like after one or two of those wins, maybe the Sitsipas quarterfinal match, was it a turning point where you felt your game and your confidence were were rising? Yeah, I felt like uh, from the like uh, after the match with with Dennis and then Milos, I, I really felt confident in my game and really had that uh, 
believe in myself that uh, I'm playing really well here, and if I'm able to to compete and and play on a steady level, then uh, then maybe something something special can happen there. I think you also, it's obvious in the results, the proof is in the pudding, that you relish the underdog role and, and you don't get intimidated. There's players that, for whatever reason, when they're the underdog, when they're not expected to win, they're, they aren't able to raise their level. But it was the opposite with you. You were fine being the one that wasn't talked about, the one that wasn't expected to be there. You just kept producing. Yeah, I think like, uh, yeah, like I wasn't... Uh, I mean, after a couple of rounds, I I wasn't the favorite to win the tournaments and all the all the I mean all the all the media and the the, the fans were were thinking about other players and I was just like kind of like going uh, going my way just like match by step by step match by match and I was just like kind of like getting there and uh, yes yeah, so I was. I think I was in a really good spot there in in Miami with with my mental game and and my my tennis wise we we put in like so much so much work before with 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 my coach CB so so yeah that 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 really paid off there. What was it like playing who you've said is your best friend on tour and Yannick Sitter, a guy you had just played doubles with in Dubai weeks before? What was it like playing him in such a big final? Yeah, that was that was really special. I mean, Yannick is an amazing player. He's so young and he has achieved so much. I mean, like me at this at his age. I mean, I was, <laughs> I mean, I was so so far far behind. But like uh, him and his uh, his game style, the 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 way he plays, it's uh, I mean, it's really he's gonna be really like future star of this game. He has like this, this something in, inside him, the the mental side that he just like uh, can produce those shots. It's super important moments. So, it was uh, I mean, it was it was really special to to play with him in such a such a big stage. And uh, yeah, I hope I'll I'll be able to to play with him some some more big finals in the future. Well, it's certainly trending that way for both of you guys um, since that final, Hubie. Have you felt more eyes on you? Have you felt maybe targeted by you know players that realize okay you're you're a legit threat now? Do you think the pressure has ratcheted up? I know it's only been a few short weeks, but have you felt mm-hmm. any of that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it felt like a bit different, like the the, the first first tournaments. But I mean, you just uh, think that the stuff that we're we're doing before, we just try to to stay on track on the, on the things that we want to improve, get better, and and uh, just do our things. Don't don't change. After, don't change anything after after winning the, the the big title. Just just be ourselves and and do our things to to get better. I've also noticed. I mean, I think that's that's a great approach to to the game. That you're not, you know, you're still doing the same routines. You're staying. You're still staying true to your game and to what got you there. And part of that is playing doubles. Uh, I, I know I mentioned the center match. You won a title in Paris last year with Felix Oje Aliassim, and I know that you, that you appreciate doubles. And the fact is that you think you can still get a lot out of your singles game by playing doubles. 
Yeah, I still think uh, I can improve many things in my in my game, in my singles game, and uh, doubles also helps to to achieve it. I, I can improve uh, my return volley, and obviously it's uh, it's different when you when you play a match for for something a doubles match, and it's different than the the, the practice. A few more things with Hubie Herkosh on the Tennis Channel Insight in podcast. Uh, Pleasure talking to you, Hubie. I, I do need to ask now. This is the time. When did the tweener become such a staple of your arsenal? Because you're the guy now that we Me. turn to. I know Kyrgios <laughs> and Bublik are making making waves, but you're winning these points when you try it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's just like uh, I always loved this shot when I was a younger kid. Like, I was like dream of like hitting really, really clean ones and nice ones. And uh, yeah, it's just kind of like. Came, I think, out of nowhere. My coach Craig like really hated when I was doing it, but uh, I mean, as long as I'm I'm uh, I'm winning points, I'm I'm fine with it. Uh, he's fine with it, so, so I just gotta gotta win points there. The one you hit in the UTR events against Mackenzie McDonald, I, I don't know that I've ever seen anything like that, and uh, it's like time kind of stopped. Everybody on the side by that <laughs> house just stood still. Yeah, that was uh, that was a fun one. That was probably yeah the the best one I ever ever hit. So I mean, I was like he had a drop shot and like he like got into the net and like before like hitting my like slice cross court, I knew that my next shot is gonna be a twinner. So I was just like prepared for it like oh, yeah. <laughs> before it happened. So that was <laughs> that was that was kind of funny. It was breathtaking for sure, uh, but you also mentioned something else that I think is worth noting. Um, you're a bigger guy on tour, obviously it's six foot five, but there's been this stereotype that, for for whatever reason, the stereotype that big guys can't really move. But your movement is top flight. Do you do you sense any of that kind of uh, that stigma, that connotation that maybe you're not the that you're in a group of guys that don't usually move big, and you're kind of like a trendsetter with how well you do move. Yeah, obviously, like uh, being a little shorter helps to to be more agile, to to change uh, directions quicker, and uh, I know like how important it is for my game to be able to move uh, move well to to get to the the ball. So I'm putting a lot of like work uh, towards it with my fitness coach Przemek to 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 be able to to move that well and and. Uh, move even better in the, in the future well it's been working and i think that's kind of showing you're not the only one that guys six four six five even taller can can move pretty well uh hubie this has been a blast before i let you go just a couple quick things uh here on tennis channel inside in what's something about you like a hobby that we don't know about whether it's a favorite activity uh at home when you have downtime on the road on the road shows interests what's something that the general people don't know about you I mean, uh, I like cars, but I think that uh, you might you, you might already know yeah. that. Uh, what I, I enjoy reading books, uh, enjoy playing uh, playing cards with friends. I really, really enjoy that doing what, that. What's your card game? What What's the game you guys like to play? Yeah, we like to play some poker sometimes. Okay. okay. So, so we yeah we enjoy doing that. We'll see you in Vegas then for the World Series of Poker when the tennis career is done. you got plenty of time for <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, maybe in the future. <laughs> um, Huey, the rest of the year going forward, what are your goals for 2021 and, and what's the next step in your progression? What are you looking to build off of after that Miami championship? 
Yes, I mean, I would, I would dream to to become more more stable player to to be able to consistently make really good results in the tournaments and uh, to play to my level for uh, play to my really good level in in each tournament. So that's the the process now. So I'll try to to work very hard to to get there to be also like understand myself to to be able to be 100% mentally ready for each tournament so so we'll, we'll, that's that i think would be a really big improvement and uh, that would that would that would be a big thing for the future a result at the grand slams i think is is coming like it's it's trending in that direction for sure but uh, i'm looking at the atp finals and you have a great chance to get there to get to the 2021 atp finals and really break some more ground for poland cuz as this keeps happening, you're going to be the first Polish player, first Polish man to do a lot of these things. Yeah, I mean that would, that would be my be my big dream to to play in the in the finals of uh, ATP finals. That would be something really special. And uh, yeah, I mean this year I may, I might uh, I made some points, so obviously I'm I'm still uh, still in the race. So so I'll just try to. I will just try to to improve to to play to play really good uh, good tennis and if I play my good game I'm able to to win matches and if that's happening then then we'll be getting some points so so I'll just try to to, to keep improving and and uh, yeah let's see what what happens. Well, I can't wait to watch your development and the improvement that you mentioned, uh, Hubie Herkosh. Thanks for joining Tennis Channel Inside In. And uh, he's a tennis player. He's an avid card player, we learned. And uh, he's wearing the uh, Polish flag with pride. But thank you again for joining me on the Tennis Channel Inside In podcast. And best of luck this year and the rest of your career that's just getting going. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me here. That's it for this week's episode of Tennis Channel Inside In. Huge thanks again to Hubie Herkosh for taking time out of his busy life on tour to come on the show. Best of luck to him. Really one of the nicer guys, a, a stand-up guy indeed. And the climb's still going. He's only 24. The best is yet to come, which is hard to believe for a Masters 1000 champion. But the ATP Finals in 2021 are definitely in play. If you like the Tennis Channel Insight in podcast, you can find every episode in the catalog on tennis.com slash podcast. We're on all your podcast platforms. Leave a rate, subscribe, a review. You know what to do. All positive, of course. There'll be another week before Roland Garros starts. We'll hope to have another interview with the player on tour as well. And uh, then it's time to preview Roland Garros, the big event taking place in its normal scheduled time. A lot of storylines there that we can't wait to break down, giving you more access like only we can on Tennis Channel Inside In. For Hubie Hirkash, I'm Mitch Michaels. This was Tennis Channel Inside In. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be talking to you next week.